Welcome to the This is Reno Radio Show. We're broadcasting from Reno, Nevada, the biggest little city in the world. And this is Reno.com, Reno's online news and event source. We have a guest today. Welcome, Kristen Power. Hi there. Do you want to introduce yourself? I'm Kristen Power. And you run the Coalition for Cancer in the entire state of Northern Nevada. That's not quite what we're called. It's the Nevada Cancer Coalition, and I don't quite run it, but I'm number two, and that ain't bad. I was so close. So close. Let's talk about the news. This week in Reno News, I think the big story we have cracking this week has nothing to do with Reno, for once. Really? Sparks. Oh, yes. I have been to Sparks at least three or four times in the past week. What have I been doing, Dana? You've been checking out the homeless situation in Sparks, which is quite dynamic from what I understand. Yeah, so supposedly what's happening, you edited the story, Kristen, so maybe you can weigh in on what I'm going to most likely forget. Uh, The Sparks police are ticketing, citing, and even arresting the homeless folks who are camping along the river. Are you sure they're camping in Sparks or are they camping in Story County? They're actually both. Uh, There was a slew of citations uh, out at Glendale Park, which is in Sparks. Now, the the folks that we spoke with on uh, on record, I got some audio, were actually right on the edge of Sparks. And they were insisting that they're in Story County. Which, by the way, I don't think Story County was exactly pleased to hear that Sparks PD was allegedly telling these folks they could just cross the river and therefore would not be in Sparks and therefore would not get ticketed or arrested. Here's what one gentleman we spoke with had to say. What's happening here today? They, kicked it. they came in yesterday and said that if anybody was here and we were still here with our stuff, they were taking our stuff into, and taking us to jail. I just got out of jail for, this, for the same thing. And I, they've been, as soon as I get moved somewhere, they come in and kick us out again. I've been moving for the last month from spot to spot to spot. There's no room at the shelter, the overflow's full, and I, I've got housing, but I, I rode to town this morning. Lisa Lee is on vacation until Monday, and, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm disabled, and uh, supposed to be in housing. Now she's not going to be here until Monday. Where did they tell you to go? Across the river. And they said that it would be okay if we, it wouldn't mind, they wouldn't mind it at all if we were across the river. Well, that's what the last cops that were right over here that arrested me said. That they can't, they won't arrest anybody here as long as it's clean and, and orderly. Which it was. I thought. So now they sat at cops and... It was clean and orderly until yeah. people started scrambling to move. Yeah, because they, they said, you know... When your stuff's being thrown away... They threw it away last time, and they said they were going to haul, haul it and keep it in one of the conics as well. I, for six months, tried to get my winter clothes. I got frostbite over it and lost one of my toes, and I'm, I'm, I'm bouncing around on this other toe that's still, for four months, has been acting up. And they were going to cut it off. They were to cut partial, partially one of the other ones because of not me me not being able to get to my stuff that they took 
Right. And they were taking it over there, so we anytime we wanted it, we'd call, make an appointment, and we'd get it. Three, three no-shows. I was down there waiting with a with bike. One night, my bike got stolen, and I walked from here, not from here, but GSR, down to the Connex. That was at Record Street. Why, why Sparks would put it there, I have no idea. But got none of it. Took all my tools, my bikes, all my all my personal property and everything. I was in the hospital, and they did that. Anything else you guys want to add to that? I'm wondering what the um, railroad police will start to think, because that's right there on the railroad as well. Yeah, it's on the river. I should say that that the uh, our audience, our readers, were pretty divided on this issue. There was. Well, I really just think that uh, moving people around isn't solving any of the problems. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't. And that seems to be what's happening a lot nowadays. It's a tough issue. I, I definitely get the public safety, the you know the people who want to recreate and not have to uh, be faced with some of the things that we've documented mm-hmm. ha- that are happening down down by the river. Um, at the same time, I agree with you, Kristen. It's tough. You can't just mo- move people around and expect the problem to go away. What else we have going on in news? Well, um, theater news. This is the last weekend at Bruca for a Stupid Effing Bird. Mm. Really, we've, really good show. We've talked about that one before. We have. And Mary War Theater on the steps of the Lear Theater is putting on their version of the Comedy of Errors, which has a circus theme to it. And uh, it's funny. It's really fun. You don't have to like Shakespeare to get this. It's easy to follow, very entertaining, and it's free. So just show up. They ask for a $5 donation to go to charity, and uh, it's a fun thing. So that's basically what's going on, a few other theater things happening, uh, but that's what's on my mind right now. Um, And then at... The Wilbur D. May Museum, mm-hmm. they're going to have an art exhibit. And they are a sponsor. We should, mm-hmm. we should note that they, we get paid to, to promote them. New Directions Art Exhibit. Yeah. And, uh, they're yeah. doing more of an adult theme. They, they seem to revolve between kid-themed exhibits and events. You know, they had Toytopia mm-hmm. last year. They had the snakes. I'm going to argue that Toytopia might have been a little bit more for adults. There was quite a bit of nostalgia there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think this fiber arts show is going to be pretty interesting. So there will be um, seven female artists from California, and there are um, fiber art, a lot of mixed media. It should be really, really cool. I'm going to check it out. You can purchase some of those pieces as well, which is nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we will have photos coming up this weekend. Excellent. That. So we have the new. And it might direction. be this weekend by the time you hear this. New directions art opening. Yes. Uh, uh, we also have a, a cannabis forum coming up, and I should probably give a plug for my little cannabis story that I did. Mm-hmm. I went all over the country to do this story. You'll hear voices from D.C., from Berkeley, from Oakland, from Reno. We need to have more of that because we were watching uh, today. The uh, was it the school board meeting? Was it? School board. Um, where the people in, out in Spark someplace. Along the river? No, this was out on Pyramid Highway. There's a new uh, dispensary going to go in. And oh, that the, was the the county commission. The county commission. Yeah. 
It was reefer madness going on. Yeah, over there. it was crazy. So yeah. I think people really need to be educated. That that did get approved. It did. It got approved. There's going to be a new dispensary coming up in Spanish Springs. Yes, yeah, that's right, Spanish yeah. Springs. So it was interesting to see how so many of these people were were talking passionately, but not necessarily knowing what they were talking about. We need some education. Mm -hmm. We definitely need education. I think that's one of the biggest problems that people have is nobody talks about it. Mm -hmm. And they don't know the facts. Yeah. So to be continued, but th this story that, that I'll, I'll give a plug for is uh, filed with Reno Public Radio, and it talks about why marijuana was originally made illegal. And believe it or not, it has nothing to do with some of the concerns that these folks were uh, alleging right. in, during public comment today. So here's that story. The Depression was a pivotal time for marijuana in the United States. Although a few states criminalized marijuana prior to the 30s, a full-bore effort took hold legislatively in 1937, around the time the scare film Reefer Madness was being distributed around the states. You and all the school parent groups about the country, and you must stand united on this and stamp out this frightful assassin of our youth. The 1937 Marijuana Tax Act made it extremely expensive for doctors to prescribe marijuana to patients, and within a year, marijuana was effectively eliminated from the legal American marketplace. The act was adopted despite the American Medical Association testifying against it. You go back and you ask, why was marijuana, which seems to many of us to be such a harmless drug, especially compared to alcohol, why was it illegal in the first place? That was political analyst Sean Trendy speaking on a Brookings Institution panel a few years ago. He says the historic Marijuana Tax Act had a clear racial component. And the answer is it was brought to America by Mexican-American farm workers largely. It was perceived as being used by African-Americans, and it got lumped in. We treated it as a, as a street drug. And this, this is the way that it was framed um, to the ge silent generation and the greatest generation, you know, films that we now consider campy like Reefer Madness. The politicized depictions of marijuana in the past have impacts on today's recreational and medical use of the plant. While pot remains a Schedule I drug that's federally illegal, it is difficult to research its potential health benefits. A Senate caucus, including U.S. Democratic Senator Cory Booker from New Jersey, examined this issue in 2015. Right now we have a choke point on, this, on the source and the researchers unable to get it. And a schedule change may not have the grand difference that people want, but it has a difference in the ability for research to being done. How marijuana ended up in the Schedule One tier goes back to the era of President Richard Nixon. At the time, the president called marijuana a scourge. He also blamed blacks, Jews, and the political left, sentiments secretly recorded in the Oval Office in the early 1970s. Nixon's official message to Congress in 1969 was that it was a threat to society creating addicts around the country. Marijuana temporarily became a Schedule I substance with the passage of the Controlled Substances Act of 1970. Congress, however, indicated that it needed more information before making that listing permanent. Nixon then created what was called the Schaefer Commission. What happened was after looking at all the science, the commission came back and said, Marijuana should be decriminalized for adult use, at least announced for personal use. That's Chris Conrad, an author and professor at Oaksterdam University. He has been behind marijuana legalization efforts for three decades. It's not like this is just a new drug. This is something that's a common part of human history that was just for 100 years has been pushed to the side and deliberately stigmatized and kept away from people. 
Despite the commission's findings, President Nixon wasn't swayed and promptly declared a war on drugs. America's public enemy number one in the United States is drug abuse. In order to fight and defeat this enemy, it is necessary to wage a new all-out offensive. I have asked the Congress to provide the legislative authority and the funds to fuel this kind of an offensive. Decades later, a number of states, including Nevada, are making marijuana sales for medicinal and recreational purposes legal, despite the plant remaining illegal under federal law. The Center for Medicinal Cannabis Research at UC Davis has conducted a handful of studies that show marijuana may have therapeutic value, but a lack of clinical trials in the U.S. means that what we know is based primarily on a wealth of anecdotes. And we are back. Another event coming up we need to uh, mention is Home Away From Home. It is a fundraiser for the Ronald McDonald House Charities, and Yelp.com is putting it on. That actually, speaking of free events, is going to be on Wednesday, June 28th at 6 p.m. And here is Rachel Gattuso with Ronald McDonald House talking about that event. Today, we are going to talk about Yelp's Home Away From Home benefiting Ronald McDonald House Charities, Northern Nevada. If it's Yelp, there's got to be good food involved. (laughs) I feel like that's a given, knowing Michael at the helm here. So uh, Yelp and RMHC Northern Nevada have partnered in this capacity to bring about nine of the region's top chefs and caterers to the Regency at Damani. It's a model home park that's um, down south town. It's owned by Toll Brothers. So what we're getting is a nine-home block. It's basically going to be one amazing block party. And each home that attendees get to walk through, and and trust me when I say these homes are just beautiful. They're really neat to look at um, decor-wise and the functional space, etc., But each chef will get one home, and then they will be creating their favorite comfort food recipe. Uh, What we've discovered is at the Ronald McDonald House, food has a unique way of bringing people together, of putting someone's fears at bay for a little bit. Um, It it's just incredibly comforting. When we use the term comfort foods, I think sometimes it's a fallback. But the Ronald McDonald House is a home for families who have a child receiving treatment at the hospital. So when we say comfort food in this capacity, yes, absolutely. Food has the power to kind of alleviate that stress for these families going through some really hard times. So Yelp's Home Away From Home is designed to emulate that home away from home sort of feeling that the house gives to our families every day, but to attendees off-site so that they can kind of walk through, they can get all these like nine different comfort food recipes, and they can understand what the house does for families 365 days out of the year. And where can folks find more information? So you can find more information at either rmhc-reno.org or you can go to Yelp Reno and you'll find that information there. So the event is June 28th from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. And you do have to RSVP. So you're going to have to go to Yelp Reno RSVP there and then you'll get on the list. It is a free event, which is awesome. Our goal really is to bring as many people into Ronald McDonald House's mission and work of keeping families close as we possibly can. 
but we are also asking attendees to consider a $15 donation. And I think it's important to note that $15 doesn't sound like a lot of money, um, especially when you consider you're going to get nine different recipes, you're going to get um, food and drink from like Keole Pubs, Mobile Pub is coming, Petite Street Bistro is coming, they're going to sample some cocktails. Uh, but $15 is enough to cover at least one night for a family at the Ronald McDonald House. So it goes a long way. Great. How many people are you going to be expecting? Um, I anticipate more than 600 people at this event. Wow. So it, it really behooves you to get on that RSVP list sooner rather than later. So if I'm first in line, I'll I get make first sure dibs you get on, in. on I feel everything. like I can make that happen. Is there going to be barbecue and beer? Uh, there will be beer there. We're working on getting barbecue. Awesome. Because that's all I care about. I can tell you that the cheese board's Kaimi Kunrad is preparing his, his comfort food recipe is braised short rib tacos. So that's pretty barbecue-y. Yeah. And then the Renaissance, their recipe is, in fact, um, ribs. So that's barbecue-y. That is perfect. They're also yeah. doing deconstructed corn, I believe. I have no idea what that is, but it, I can't wait to try it. My understanding is deconstructed corn is a fancy way of saying we just stripped it off the corn cob. <laughs> Perfect. But it also, it also has like cotilla cheese in it and cilantro, I think. Uh, which brings me to another point, which is this event is pretty special in that the first 600 attendees will get um, a takeaway recipe book. So all of the recipes that chefs provided we you get to take those home and make them in your own home so we have clint jolly from great time catering is coming on board mark esty from liberty food and wine exchange will be there like i mentioned kaimi from the cheese board uh the renaissance reno downtown hotel so their chefs will be on board with their their rib recipes we have butter and salt ga- gatherings and they're making this amazing um biscuits and it's like a oh gosh I can't even remember now but it's chicken and biscuits kind of it's an amazing dish then uh blend catering is coming on board as well whole foods is also an epic sponsor so they're going to do some of their catering stuff in their own home um and then soup of course I know you're a midtown foodie so I love soup Mm-hmm. They're making, I believe, a bacon mac and cheese soup, and it looks amazing and tastes amazing as well. So there's a wealth of people involved in this one. It's really awesome. Creme Cafe and Catering's also on board. Um, but we couldn't do it, of course, without our wealth of sponsors. And so we're really appreciative of everyone on board. So who's sponsoring the event? So we have uh, some amazing entities here that really just believe in our mission. Blanchard, Krasner, and French, they're a law firm here in northern Nevada. We have Jaguar, Land Rover, Reno. They'll be on site with some of their vehicles that you can peek in. It's really, really pretty cars, right? And then um, Toll Brothers, of course, has been fantastic to work with. We've got uh, KRXI Fox 11, who have been, if you've been following every Tuesday, they're showcasing each of the recipes that you can uh, sample at this event. And then we've got Alice 96.5 is also on board. 
then all of our catering partners, of course, and then Dixon Realty is also helping with some underwriting costs. Whole Foods, of course, like I mentioned. I think it's important to, um, to bring this up. The chefs have cooked at the house. So they, in addition to providing recipes at this event, they came to the Ronald McDonald house and prepared enough for the families of, um, that were staying at our house those days. And Whole Foods donated the ingredients for that. So they've been a really wonderful partner. Great. Well, thank you. Yeah, thanks, Bob. We have another event, speaking of marijuana. Mm -hmm. I may have mentioned this previously. This seems to be a theme today. I need to smoke. I mean, um, Cannabis in Nevada, it's a forum coming up Thursday, June 22nd. And that's going to be at Moana Nursery. Oh, wow. And it's going to be a forum, folks talking about the legality of cannabis and marijuana. And Reno Public Radio is putting it on. We are a little sponsor uh, or helping to promote that with them. So that's going to be a a really neat um, event. And you can get information about that at Reno Public Radio uh, or KUNR.org or thisisreno.com. Kristen, give us some witticisms. We invited you here because what did she say about our last podcast, Dana? Um. Delicious dish. Yes. Mm -hmm. Apparently, we are the delicious dish, two men in Midtown. (laughs) Is that all you have to say? That's all I have to say. I was a half hour late to reporting. We we really didn't talk about food enough. Oh, what kind of food stuff is going on? Yeah, what's happening in the food world? Well, the Deluxe is open now uh, down at West Street Market. Mm -hmm. I've been there four times now. Some great, yeah, great new menu. Um, good location. It's right next door. Uh, you could eat at the Deluxe and then head over to Icicle Creamery. So that's some tasty eats in town. And we have uh, Edible Reno Tahoe is putting on the Good Spirits National Tour. I think anything with the words good spirits in it is probably going to be a solid event to attend. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. So they're talking about whiskeys? and It says expert. Enjoy expertly crafted drinks and dishes from the best distillers, bartenders, and chefs in Reno Tahoe. And that, my friends, is going to be, again, Edible Reno Tahoe is putting that on, at Whitney Peak from 6 to 9 on June 22nd. And you can get information about that. I think we need to do a live video there. I think you need to drink some spirits and then we'll do a live video. (laughs) That would be quite entertaining indeed. Thanks for joining us today, Kristen. Thank Sorry you. we weren't Thank very you. entertaining, but you'll get the hang of this pretty quick. It's a sure. lot of fun. Sure. Thanks. Thank and you. she's the executive director of Cancer in Nevada. No. Thank you for listening to the This Is Reno Radio Show. Please be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and give us a review. Also, visit us online for daily news and events at thisisreno.com. We are locally owned and operated.